Hello. Today we are in 1 Timothy 2. So there's a 1 Timothy and a 2 Timothy if you're not familiar. So when you hear me hesitate when I start talking about where we are, it's because my natural inclination is just to say Timothy. But you have to mm-hmm. differentiate between 1 and 2. And then when we're jumping into 2, I don't want to be like, hey, we're in 2 Timothy 2. So <laughs> we're in 1 Timothy, which would be the 1 Timothy, and we're in chapter 2. So how's that for a little bit of explanation about my confusion? (laughs) So anyway, that's where we are. Today we're in 1 Timothy chapter 2 at the very beginning. So Terry? Take it away. Take it away. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. All people. All people. Not, not just the yeah. ones you like. Yeah. Not just the ones you're happy with. I have lots of notes about this passage because I have strong feelings about many things in this. <laughs> okay. Ooh, go. go. So we will call this girl. the Suzanne episode. We yeah. will not because Suzanne is going to hold her tongue. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We want to hear. <laughs> so, one, I don't want to pray for people that I don't like. Can I just say that? Like, if I'm sure. mad and I, 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 I just don't want to pray for you. Other than, like, God, get, get them. them. Right? Smite, smite them. Yes. Get them smoke, man. Like I, I remember learning that as a Christian and going, God, this is like the worst plan ever. Ever. Like, what are you thinking? Yes. When when I learned that you had to pray good things, that the yeah. point was to pray good things for Bless them. your enemies. Yeah. I was totally yeah. into smite when I learned that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's smoke smite them. <laughs> just a, even if it's just like a little post stub that's just irritating you know like oh, come on yes just break Let a couple of legs maybe yeah. get them something anyway that's not what we're supposed to do um, and when we hear what happens when we do pray for the people that we don't like or that we're mad at hopefully we change them no hopefully we get changed right right oh. so you have to be willing to do two things Pray for him, first of all, which is hard enough. But then you have to be willing to admit that what you're feeling is not godly and be willing for that correction that we talked about last time to happen in our own life. Good, Terry. Yeah. So wait, wait. 
Everybody right now, I don't want you to say it, but just think of the person that you do not want to pray for the most. Think of what they've done. Think about how angry you are. Ready? All right. Paul is talking about to them about praying for Nero, yeah. an emperor of Rome, who was slaughtering and nasty and horrific towards Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's the only perspective I could put it in. If he can yep. pray for Nero, I don't then know if can I can pray. still. Eh, yeah. Maybe. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> well, there have been plenty of times when I've said, you know, Lord, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> I do not want to pray for them. I don't want to bless them. I don't want to do it. And I'm going to do it only out of obedience to your word because you said I've got to, that I should. So, okay, I will. And if that's where you have to start, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because once you start obeying God and following his word, then because you've done that, that opens the door for your heart to change. So it's not like you have to get right first. You can do it a little bit, you know, be honest with God. How's it coming along now? Are you in any, you know, movement of the spirit or (laughs) kindness or? So like, here's my confession, right? Is I'm not like, I don't, I don't hold on to a lot of anger. Like I'm just not angry. That's just not how I'm wired. Like even as a kid, I don't think that's how I was, but I'm like, Ooh, you just irritate me. Like you rub me the wrong way. I'm, I'm more of like a perpetually irritated kind wow. of anger. It's not like a, like I'm going to smack you in the face kind of anger. It's like a little festering irritation. And that's where I have to really check myself. And that's those people who are just like, Mm, like nails on a chalkboard kind of personality to me. Um, Those are the ones that I really struggle with. So that is so interesting when you're saying that, because I was like this, when we do this, it shows us that God's the one in control, that this is a fight with powers and principalities. It is not people. And we've just been talking about how easily we get lost in people. And personalities and things. I do. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. The hardest anger for me to hold on to is righteous anger because I'm always right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and and God thinks I am too. That's what's really hard. (laughs) Uh Here comes the smoke. (laughs) It is. It's the smoke. And it's like, my goodness, think back over what we've had for a few years here. Like, what's going on? Everybody has righteous anger in one way or another. Right? And it's it's. Right? <laughs> no, <but laughs> the the part we want to see is that, and we keep praying for people, is that um, th- these are powers and principalities. Yeah. We need, again, it was like, God, open my eyes so I can see this fight, the real fight, in the real way, use the correct weapons against this, mm-hmm. right? And t- the thing that's hard, kind of for me, is to see this person as another part of the body of Christ, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, maybe they're the big smelly toe or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice. No, it is but it's like hard when it's another Christian. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The things I can do in my head, they're wrong. And so there's something wrong with my head and the way I'm thinking if I'm so focused on this. There is a scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. And I have found, I had, you know, one, one person in particular in my life that I had a really hard time um, forgiving. And I did begin praying for them 
pretty begrudgingly. But as I did, God began to show me why that person is the way they are. And that really changed my heart and it changed my willingness to pray for them. It really did. It gave me a heart that, that they need, they need God. Mm -hmm. And so now my prayers are not just a bless them. (laughs) Bless them because your word says bless them. Now my prayers (laughs) are more pointed. And I do see that it's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. That particular person doesn't have a walk with the Lord. So he is really, or she's really kind of just out there, defenseless. And so if I don't pray for him, who will? You know, that's yeah. one of the things that God has really spoken to my heart lately is, you know, if you're not praying for him, who is? Mm. You know? wow. And right here, we're called to pray for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the instruction, not just to Timothy, but to us too. I, so we, I love, not, well, I love the fact that it follows up with, um, you pray for him so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, that ties back into, okay, so, you know, you're angry and you're going to, you're going to pray because you have to, because we're supposed to, right? But once we're, once we have that awareness, once we have that mindness of the fact that this is a spiritual battle and this is not fight club battle, this is not spiritual battle, driven. right? Um, yeah. um, that, that does give that spirit of quietness and peace. And it may not be the peace of the world, but we do have that peace in our spirit. So yeah, that's hard though. Yeah. And think about the people in authority, like Rosemary mentioned, you know, they're being called to pray for Nero who's hunting them. Yeah. Right. Right. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we're supposed to pray for those in authority over us. But guess what? We're not being exterminated. Yeah. We may so not they can like, do it. We may not like things, but yeah, our lives aren't at risk. Right. Yeah. So if, if Paul and Timothy and those people can do it, then we can too. It should serve as a, as a good example for us. Mm-hmm. Because our ultimate game is not to win this battle right here in the flesh. It is to win people for God's kingdom. It is to win the possibility of them getting to know Christ. Because God's desire is that all men would be saved. All. All. And so that is his ultimate desire. It should be ours as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And the word tells us that our prayers are powerful, that they're mighty, that they can pull down strongholds. So if we're aware of that spiritual battle and we are in prayer, we're praying knowing that those prayers are powerful and effective. How, let me ask you this, how are those prayers made powerful? Through what power do we have? The power of the Holy Spirit. And right who from intercedes to Jesus. God for that. Jesus. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who else can intercede for us? No one. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to, that was a trick question. I go, uh-oh. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> like when you're in school and they're asking all those questions or in church and you think, oh, should I answer or not answer? What if I give the wrong answer? Right. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is the one mediator between God and God mankind. and man. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. That was going to be my answer. I mean, good it. job. <laughs> High five. You get an A plus, Rose. Because not ever star. knowing answers, I always just say Jesus, and I'm usually mm-hmm. right. It's just, that's cool. a good answer. <laughs> Very good. Um, I, you know, I, I wanted to, as you were talking about Jesus so eloquently there, Suzanne, I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> no. But as we've been talking, it's like, and a lot of times, what the outcome is, is not our outcome. It is not what we're expecting. It's not what we want. It's not, I mean, that's my experience is usually I don't get what I want with this. But to also have that belief that God has this in hand, my prayers are not wasted. No. My prayers have meaning. My prayers have weight. And God may still want to use this situation in a certain way to bring more people to Christ in a different way Um, or for his purposes, whatever his purposes are. So I don't, as I pray like this in the Holy Spirit with Jesus and, and, and God, you know, and that whole thing, it doesn't mean I'm in control though at all. Yeah. And, and that's something I've had to really learn. It was like, God, I prayed and I was faithful in my prayer and you didn't change it. <laughs> and it's like kind of trying to get that maturity and going, oh, that's right. I'm not queen of the universe like I thought I was. You know, and I have to just back it up, blow this roll, girl, come on back and re- remember who's God and remember it's his control. And so the other part, too, is that brings rest for me because I know that I don't have to be in control. That should bring rest for all of you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <it should. laughs> would, you, control. <laughs> would you say that maybe you were living a peaceful and quiet life in godliness and holiness? That is so hard, Suzanne. I can't believe it. I would have questions. For the most part, yes. And then things happen and they don't feel very peaceful and they don't feel quiet at all. Um, And especially right now, it's not feeling quiet or peaceful or anything. But that's my life. In my spirit, I can get to that part where it's quiet. I can get to that part of peace. I will be honest and say, right now, that's not what's happening. That's not. I mean, for the most part it is, but then there's some really intense times of attack. And it's that maturity and that practice and that discipline that I have had in the past that it's like, um, I go on my knees to fight battles. When things are overwhelming to me, when I can't think my way out of whatever's happening and I'm absolutely overwhelmed and it doesn't feel peaceful, where I know is, and I remember this one lady saying she crawled into the arms of Jesus and someone said, why would you do that? She said, it's the only place to go. And so I will say I spend time there and I spend time doing things in front of me in a peaceful way. But when it gets tough, I crawl into the arms of Jesus. So I'll say right now my life's a little hippie skippy, you know, all over the place. Um, but undergirding that is the strength in Christ and this ability to move and just take the next step according to his will. So 
I don't know. That got a little deep for a real fun question. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I just keep going back to this, like this whole, the beginning of this chapter two um, in a lot of ways is kind of problematic. Like it brings up a lot of problematic issues. Not that this, this chapter in itself is problematic or the teachings are problematic, but the way that things have been interpreted in a lot of ways can be very problematic. And let me just say that like, you don't need anybody but Jesus. If there is something wrong, you don't have to get yourself right before you can turn to him. No. You don't have to go. You don't have to go through anyone. No. Jesus is here in the Holy Spirit now, this minute. God loved us so much a gazillion years ago that he had a plan that he would send a son to die for you and for me to live on this earth. He lived, he lived with God in heaven and then came as a measly old human being to live on this crummy, jacked up planet that we call earth so that he would know what it was like to be tempted so that he would know what it was like to hurt, be sad, to be mocked, to be poor, to be cold, to be hot, all of these things so that he knew what it was like to be human. And then he would hang on a cross. And you know what? He hurt. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was friendless. He knew what it was like. And he still stood there and hung on that cross so that I would not have to know what that was like. So that I would not have to be separated forever. And you don't need someone to stand between you and God because Jesus did that for you. Mm -hmm. So if there is anybody telling you that you could not have a relationship with him, you tell them to shut their face. Because that is not the truth. And listen to the faithless sisters. (laughs) That is not the truth. Tell them no prison. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing right this minute. If you feel like you need to turn to God, Jesus is there. And Jesus is standing in that gap. And there is nothing between you because he paid that price for you. So, Suzanne, I noticed you were kind of starting to tear up there. This is really, really intense for you. It breaks my heart that there are people that I know that are like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart that there are institutions in this world Mm -hmm. who will stand up and say, you can't talk to Jesus. You can't talk to God. Mm -hmm. You don't know enough. You are not holy enough. You are not good enough to talk to God. Mm-hmm. You have to come talk to a human being before you can talk to God. And that mm-hmm. is crap. That's not Let true. me just tell you that right now. That is garbage. That's why Jesus came. So, <clears throat> stepping off my high horse now. <laughs> um, you know Good, what? Suzanne. It, it, looked, it didn't was... sound like a high horse. It sounded no. like a broken heart. It's a no. heart. Yeah. 
It's hard to see that. You're right. I hear so many people saying, I can't go to church because, oh, lightning would strike. It's like, well, let that lightning strike. Come on in. You can sit next to me because lightning already struck here. Oh, (laughs) y'all, just wait till tomorrow. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I love that you said that. I love Mm -hmm. that. It's so important for people to know that you don't have to shine yourself up or do anything. And that was the piece. It's like just crawl into his arms. That's all you do. Yep. And he's got the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was well, like important. you said, Suzanne, Jesus left heaven. He left a perfect world and came down here and lived a rough life and, a, and suffered a horrific death. All of that was for nothing if you don't believe that you can go to him, that he did that so that there would be nothing between him and us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I. How must he feel when people have that attitude? Oh, I can't go to you. I'm not good enough. When he he came down here, so that so that we could net that so that we would never have to be separated or feel isolated from God again. And if you are being taught that you cannot go to God, you need to. Read the Bible. Read this. Read you need to read this right here over yeah. and over and over again until yeah. so you believe that. Yeah. Until so you yeah. believe that Jesus was there to stand in the gap. Yeah. You know, I love it that as he was hanging on the cross, the veil in the temple <clears throat> was torn from the top to the bottom. So in the Old Testament, only the priests could go behind the veil. The veil hid the Holy of Holies. It, it hid the ark. Um, and so only designated priests were allowed back there, not everyone. But when Jesus came, he, he got rid of that veil. It was torn so that now we have complete and free and total access to the very throne of God, to his very presence. And then he sent his own spirit to live inside of us so that we would know that. <clears throat> pretty, pretty awesome. How about I pray? I'll be good. Well, Is it ready? Are we ready for that? Mm-hmm. Anybody else? <laughs> I, I think we've, um, no, I think you better do that. <laughs> oh, Lord, we just thank you. I thank you so much for this sweet moment. I thank you so much for Suzanne's tender heart, mm-hmm. um, how she cares about the things uh, that you care about, Lord. We just thank you for her boldness to speak out about that today. Lord, as Paul has told uh, uh, us through his letter to Timothy and reminding Timothy and the church there to pray at all times for all people. And so, Lord, we would just lift up our prayers right now for the um, people who are in authority over us. Um, Pray for the leaders of our country, President Senators and congressmen, Lord, we pray for our our state and our officials at state. We pray for our cities, for council members and mayors. And we just pray for um, those people, Lord, that you would draw them to you, that you would um, find someone 
that would be willing and open to speak to them about you. Lord, we just pray that you would hear those prayers from us as you have told us to do. We just thank you, Lord, that um, Jesus, that you're the mediator, that you see that the correct words are spoken, no matter what we say, that they will reach God's ears um, in a way that is pleasing to him. And we just know that if we take our cares to you, Lord, if we bring our our worries and our concerns um, for our officials and for um, church leaders and, and people that we love, then we bring our cares to you and we lay them at your feet and we crawl up into your lap. We will have quiet and peace, at least in our hearts. And so, Lord, we just pray for that to happen in our hearts today as we pray for all those people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>